Hey there, you're listening to Making Spaces, the podcast about community, culture, and making new connections, hosted by my good Judy, my friend and yours, Sarah Heath. On this podcast, we're having conversations about design, literally making spaces, and how some of the most inclusive spaces aren't always the most inviting. And we're talking about what it means to make space for one another. With the world the way it is right now, we need to find ways to have conversations across lines of radical difference. So join Sarah each week as she tackles the intersection of design and practical spirituality with conversations with some of the most fabulous guests you're ever going to meet. Some will talk about actual design, some of us will talk about relational design, but no matter what, it's an incredible time. So grab yourself a cup of whatever you like, and welcome to Making Spaces with Sarah Heath. This is a very special episode of Making Spaces. Making Spaces is a podcast that really has sought to make space for us to have some tough conversations. So I do want to let you know that this uh, may have some triggering moments in it. This is a conversation around the death of George Floyd and all the protests and everything that has happened in response to that. The conversation is with one of my dear friends, Pastor Lamont Hartman. Lamont is someone who has um, formed churches and started churches and been part of communities that were focused on racial reconciliation and inclusion. Uh, I'm grateful for his voice in all of this. As someone who is um, not a person of color, I really wanted to make sure that we were hearing voices of folks that engage in that work and engage in that work well. I do want to say that these are our opinions that we're offering, um, and we're just trying to give a helpful voice to it. I was the one who edited this episode, so it is not, the sound isn't great because we were talking over phone and it wasn't as um, clear or crisp as it usually is. And I'm thankful for friends uh, like Josie who helped me um, fix the sound a little bit. But I think the content is so important that I wanted to get this released without um, taking the time maybe to tighten it up to the level that you're used to. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. You know, you 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 know, you're the homie. I appreciate you. I do whatever I got you. Whatever you need from me, I got you. <laughs> I know, but this is not a time where people need to have more things put on their plate. But I this will just be a short um conversation about making space during a time of what really feels like ridiculousness and pressure and the black community being asked once again to uh, grieve publicly to explain themselves like this just this thing so I thought I will my friend who does racial reconciliation for part of his work portfolio maybe he could share some wise words um, and then I can edit it and just share with people quickly to say like, Hey, if we're going to make space for each other during this time, it will look like this. So, um, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions and keep it real brief. Cause I know you are busy and you, you deserve a rest as well. So friend, um, we are talking, uh, I guess it's two days now since the latest police brutality video came out and, uh, it's, well, number one, uh, I know there are multiple feelings about even having the video. I, I'm disturbed by how much it's been posted. Um, I think it's a reality that people need to see. How are you dealing with the the images? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I think they're hard to process. Um, 
hard to deal with, hard to, um, um, yeah, hard to handle. I think um, death in itself, um, seeing someone uh, murdered, um, lynched, um, is uh, traumatizing. And I cannot help but to, when I saw the video, my first reaction reminded me of, of Michael Brown and the after effects of leaving his body laying, lifeless body laying on the ground for hours, uh, whether it's protocol or not, but lying in the streets, in the neighborhood for all to see. Um, the the time that it laid there, it, it, it infuriated me. And in the same way, watching uh, this man's knee in the, in the lifeless body of Gregory Floyd, um, infuriated me. Mm-hmm. It made me um, feel uh, once again um, that once again, like um, black life um, is not valued in this country, but like to a, a evil, sinister degree. Yeah. And and that was my first reaction. That's all I know. I mean, the death you know, I, I I will say I am one. I watched it twice. I wanted to, you know, sometimes things don't seem real, so I want to see it again. Um, I only watched it twice, but the first thought was he was dead, and you kept your knee there. That's all. That's all the image. That's the only thing that is stuck in my mind that his <sighs> knee stayed in uh, his neck. That 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 troubles me. So yeah. I don't know how to process. I. I, I I can't move past that. There's no way to explain it. There's no way to. Um, you don't have to. Good way. You know, there's no good yeah. way to. I, I actually, I, I think I'm not sure that if I'm, ca- I'm not sure I'm capable of processing right. uh, to the fullest. And I don't, I'm not sure many of my pastor friends, African-American pastor friends, um, I'm not sure they're able to process it. Uh, so it's tough. I think, um, one of the hard things is um, recognizing the reality of things like this happen. And when we have public platforms, whatever they may be, we're expected to see it. And then you're expected to offer words from it. And um, I want to apologize to you as your friend if, if, if me coming to you saying, because uh, I don't I think when a population has already been asked to experience um, just oppression, um, then to be asked to guide those of us who are like, I want to know how to help. Um, it's double pressure. So I think you even for two days later being willing to talk about it because you are. Um, not just a black man yourself. You are the father of black children. <laughs> you are a leader um, of the community. You are trying to help those of us who are not people of color, um, you know, do a better job of being present. So I want to thank you for that. And I know that really I, I didn't want any answers. I just, if there was any way I could amplify a voice that is being helpful in this time. Um, and I also know a lot of my friends who do this work are tired and I, I wanted to honor that as well, knowing that they are not ready to share yet. Um, I will say thank you. Thank you for 
um, um, having done enough work to recognize that and to understand that and to empathize uh, with many of us. Um, um, but this struggle, the struggle is real. I mean, this is what I'm called to do and to not do it um, doesn't seem right. And to do it sometimes feels uh, heavy, a heavy weight. Um, but I think you said the key thing um, is that is that we're friends and you're someone that has, um, you know, uh, has continued to walk with me uh, in my darkest moments. And um, and I want to do the same with you. And yeah, that's that's the thing. There's friendship, there's relationship. So, um, yeah, that we're, we're good. I'm, I'm thankful to be here and thankful to have an opportunity um, to, to share. I really am like it's tough. But at the same time, um, you know, I. I what I'm, what I'm not, uh, I understand the word tired, you know, I do understand the word tired. Um, but we've never, we've, you know, as people of color, as a black, uh, as a black man, and I know even black women, we've never had an opportunity to rest. There'll never be a time of rest. There's no rest until there's real um, equality. You know, um, people, our forebears didn't have time to rest, right? So we're tired, but the struggle continues. And uh, that's the reality. And so the biggest, I think the, the best thing that I could do is to um, uh, continually uh, mentally and emotionally stay healthy uh, so that yes. I can clearly um, articulate the truths of the gospel and my reality and the intersection of those two things so that it may impact um, someone that is willing to listen, to learn, and to do something about it. When you think about um, the way that folks can, like, what is a helpful reaction? And, and I know that it's helpful for some and maybe not for others, but what do you feel like is a helpful reaction? And I've, you know, I always feel like our job is to listen sometimes, but I also know just listening isn't enough. So, I know too that it's going to be different for different people, but for you and for your experience and for the people that you're in community with, what do you feel like is a helpful reaction? And, and if there isn't an answer to that, what's a non-helpful reaction? <laughs> oh, there, I mean, I got a lot of non, you know, I, I, will, <laughs> I will tell you that I will get, get to the helpful, but the non-helpful, um, you know, is the, is the reality of picking and choosing which uh, lynching that you will post on your Facebook, mm. picking and choosing the easy, the low hanging fruit of a, a man made in God's image, dying, being uh, convicted, convicted, tried and executed on the street corner. That's low hanging fruit to post that one. Um, you don't deserve a clap on the back, you know, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. like. There's there's Alton Sterling. There's Philando Castile. There is ones that uh, there's there's Mike Brown. There's yes. Mike Brown that we should have we we should have still been fighting for justice. There's the acquittal uh, over and over again. And so um, what what we don't do, what's not helpful, is just to post and go about your day. And so I think what is helpful is as you uh, again mentioned, the reason I would you know. Honestly, the reason I talk to you, Sarah, because I know you've done the work and you continue to do the work in uh, the same ways uh, that I want to humble myself under um, under female leadership is the same way that you humble yourself under um, uh, under black or brown leadership. Like it's the same posture of humility. And so because you've done the work, 
uh, when when Reverend Sarah says, "Let's do something," we do it, right? <laughs> Although sometimes I, I think this is a this is work that is never done. You know, it's so funny because I've said to you so many times because we've been friends for a while. Like, I want to have you on my podcast. I'm sad that this is like the reason uh, we have a fun we have a fun friendship, and I it's the only reason I would trust it to be able to have these conversations. And I've got other friends too that I would reach out to, but just knowing that right now their plate is full as they try to love on their community in the midst of this. Um, so I appreciate it, but yeah, it's hard. I think sometimes, you know, we don't post about things. I have had that fear of, I don't need to be another white woman saying, look what we, you know, we got to get justice if I, if I don't follow it up with, um, sacrifice. And, uh, and I think that's the, I always want to be, um, helpful, but it's better to be wrong and maybe like be an ally that doesn't get it right and is willing to go, Oh man, I'm sorry. I tried. Um, then one that is like, just so afraid of losing, followers or losing an audience or whatever it might be. And so, um, I'm grateful for the real friendships that I have that I can say, Hey, I'm an idiot. Like, am I saying this wrong? Like, you know, um, so yeah, posting things without willing to really let it sit in you, not out of guilt, like posting something. So it's like that checked off my guilt list. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what you, what, what I was going to say is you have done right and you're doing right. And I would ask others, if you want to know what to do and the right thing to do, a, a great step is, like you said, amplify other voices. Uh, don't don't show that you know it and you've done the work. Allow uh, a, a person of color, uh, if they're willing and if they're at a place where they're emotionally ready uh, to, to share, because those experiences are nuggets, are, 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 um, are precious pearls that I believe mm-hmm. uh, that could help move people towards racial equality. And so creating space for other voices is huge. And I would say that the the creating space is beautiful, but um, to live in that space with a person of color, don't just create the space and occupy the space, but live in it (laughs) with them. To me, that's the next step uh, or, or the larger goal is to live in the space with them. Don't allow the person of color to continue, uh, to, um, to bear the weight of the injustice, but begin to take on some of that injustice as much as you can, like to live in it with them. To, 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 there, there could have been a person um, willing, you said make, you're saying that, right? I feel like you, you're saying the things that exactly need to happen in terms of making the sacrifice. Sacrifice for me would have been someone going a body. and putting a body, putting themselves in mm-hmm. harm's way to make sure that this black man lived. And that's mm-hmm. what we need. That's oh. that's what we need. That's how do I get our our bodies in mm. in the way? Because mm. because our bodies are in the way. Our bodies we can't we can't even run out of the way. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no there's no way to to run out of the line of fire. <laughs> no. There's no way to run. There's no, no. room we can go to. There's no place in the house that we can hide in. Um, there's a target, and um, I think I believe as we I've been really pondering the idea. Of, uh, of, um, of Matthew 5 um, says mourn with those that mourn uh, yes. for they shall be comforted. I think when we mourn, when we live the experience with, uh, with, with one another, 
um, that that there's a comfort that spirit brings comfort to us. And I don't know how that looks. I won't be honest, but I trust I trust in his word. I'm a person of faith and and uh, I wouldn't be doing this work. This work feels like it's not moving and this work feels like it's never going to happen. But it's the faith and and the hope that I have that that um, that the Redeemer, the Redeemer will redeem all things to himself. Hmm. Yeah. When you um, so obviously the just posting the convenient things to post isn't helpful. Um, what other things are you finding to be maybe helpful or non-helpful with the recognition that this isn't the the case for everyone, but with our friendships and our our community? Um, hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, we, I think asking is, I've been getting a, a lot of one-on-one people, um, you know, uh, that are not close to me, that I'm not co-laboring with, a lot of one-on-one, uh, wanting to have a conversation. And, you know, that's, um, you know, asking, as you said, asking a person of color to teach you instead of doing the work isn't helpful. <laughs> yeah for me to talk like. to you and if i have 10 sarahs in my life to talk to 10 sarahs you know like I, I have a sarah in my life that i respect and i co-labor with and so i talk to sarah and sarah talks to uh, a, a larger audience and maybe um you know that has an impact right but to to talk to 10 people that you know that that over and over again, that that's not it's not helpful. And so, you know, I think ultimately, and what we're hitting on is that doing the work yourself, the information's there, um, and I think we're we're lazy. The information is there. Uh, you don't need any more conversa- uh, uh, confirmations that black bodies don't matter. Like you don't you don't need any. This all there. You see it. And so now, where are the places that I can go and learn? And who can I go and learn from? And and. So a posture, what is helpful is taking on a posture of learning and um, and, and, and learning, not that you are, don't, it's like, I think people, that humility is, is huge when we walk in humility with one another, because taking on a posture of learning doesn't make you less than, it, it puts you in a place to, to grow in an area that you may be weak in, in the same way that I may be, uh, I, I am a, I have a PhD in being black, so I know about black, not, <laughs> not just any type of black. I mean, like blue black. I know I'm a, a light skinned guy that's blue black. Like I understand, I have a PhD in being black, but at the same time, <laughs> what I don't, what what I don't have is a PhD in being a woman. Right. I don't have, and I need to have a posture of learning in terms of of women in ministry and women called to lead all over uh, in every space, in the marketplace, in the church, wherever, like, and and learning and and getting under someone that I can learn from. And that's the right thing to do, taking a posture of humility, not that I'm less than, but that I need to learn in this area. And uh, And that's helpful. That's beautiful. I think uh, when people wax poetic about a population whatever it might be i always i'm like do you actually have those people in your life and i don't mean like in your life like your token friend but like the person you would call when you're crying i mean i've called you about a breakup like you, that's the that's the level to me when if you would call someone when you are when you are weak like it's fostering real friendship that allows space for man i don't know what i'm doing here 
are you comfortable enough to be able to say to me, I can't talk to you about this yet? Um, because it, it's weary making to be the, the representation, right? Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that you feel like we can co-conspire together in our different um, fields, you know, because uh, our bodies are unique and our bodies are different and they are not something we can hide or pass. You know, I can't pass as a male leader and you cannot pass as a, as a white man or whatever. Um, so I think it's beautiful to have authentic relationships, but I think the getting yourself in the position of doing some work before you engage those friendships so that you're not in a friendship of consumer that's something I learned from um, Latasha, actually, Latasha Morrison, who I'll put some links in our um, show notes, but, um, you know, this idea of being quiet so you can learn and hear um, is, is helpful and not so that, you know, amplifying other voices is important. Um, so yeah, okay, that that's helpful. Is there anything else that I just want to, you know, what are things that, you know, when these things happen and people are looking for, I love that people posted, like, I'm looking for something to do and people posted reading lists. I think that's helpful. Um, and then risking our bodies when we see something. Um, I know for, for me, I've started paying attention to things in a way that I didn't before. Um, mm-hmm. Are there other suggestions? I just want to make sure that I think some people are doing it now. I think Sean King has really helped us in leading the way and how we what what we need to do uh, to um, bring about real systemic change. And so um, I I think, you know, there's the first level, just uh, get the knowledge and with the knowledge, become an advocate, like actually speak about it and people starting to before they get the knowledge the problem is they're speaking about it on their social media platforms but they don't mm-hmm. have the knowledge so get the knowledge uh then uh, uh get to educate yourself then um and then um advocate and, and then actually move past advocacy to true change which is uh, making the phone calls maybe that falls in advocacy but like make it the, sean is, is showing us how to make phone calls call these people like bombard them because they have to move or they will be moved. These leaders that are are, are quitting and uh, ignoring these uh, modern day lynchings are in the way of progress. And so uh, stepping out of our, our bubbles, our Christian bubbles, and stepping into the work is super important. And uh, I think that level. And then lastly, I think the last step, um, because what I learned in this work, very, I'm, you know, I'm pretty intuitive. I learned that this conversation, this work, will cost you something. And so that last thing, the last step is to get in the way, to, to, to sacrifice. If you call somebody a brother, if you say, man, I love you, or sister, I love you, I'm, I'm there for you, be there for them. Like, get in the way. Like, protect them. Like, uh, have their back. You know, this is the season, like, uh, you know, again, we say friends. I, I know that with, with Sarah Heath and Lamont Hartman, we're friends because you've had my back. You've had my back, right? And that's important. That's what it means. When I needed it, 
There was people, white brothers and sisters, that really had my back. There was other ones that didn't have my back. There was a lot of people that didn't, but the ones that did, we can work. We can move together forward, and we can um, we can bring about the change that we want to see. And so, I mean, to me, those are the steps um, as I see it, and the first things that come to mind now. I'm sure I'll get off this podcast and like, turn. I should have said this and that. Hey, <laughs> we have a long friendship, and there's a lot of space to be made, so we can we can do another episode. I think I just wanted to, you know, probably what I'll do is put out two episodes next week. I've got one with. Um, just so happens uh, a friend who is a person of color who uh, was already scheduled to be out. So that's a different one, but um, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be a, a reaction because I think when we don't react silence, I mean, for me, silence feels worse when people, you know, when you go through something, so as a pastor, when I've dealt with people who have gone through death or getting a cancer diagnosis, or, you know, for me, when I've gone through, you know, horrible things and nobody, like people just don't know what to say. So they don't say anything that feels worse yeah. than saying the wrong thing in some ways. Like if you say the wrong thing and we have a good enough relationship, I can say, Whoa, that was wrong. <laughs> um, but just silence is silence can be deadly. So true. So true. So true. So I um I appreciate you just sharing those things. Um I would love it if you have, you can just copy and paste it. Um I will post this and I would love to have some resources for people to really make space for people who are different than you. And that that's always going to come at a cost. Mm -hmm. It might come at a cost that you get embarrassed because you say the wrong thing. Um, it might come at a cost that like you literally have to be awkward and weird and step in front of something that you see that feels like an injustice. Mm -hmm. Like as a Canadian, there's nothing weirder to me than doing something like that. But like when you risk, um, yourself and sometimes actually your, your safety, you are, um, I hope being a real friend and it's going to come at a risk. Um, and so, yeah, if you want to send me resources or I can, I know Austin Channing Brown had a great list of stuff, um, for people to do the work, uh, being ready to do the work and at whatever level, you know, I know people are emotionally and mentally exhausted. So, what level, whatever level you can do is enough. And then Natasha pushing yourself to the next one. Natasha has a whiteness one-on-one. Natasha Morrison would be the bridge. Oh, great. Whiteness one-on-one uh, kind of seminar. I think it may be eight to 10 weeks that you can walk through. Um, I, I, I think, you know, those resources are there um, from knowledgeable people. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll come up with some things and you may already know, we, we kind of dibble in the same material. So you probably have the same stuff I have, but dude, no, you've got a little bit more than me. I mean, honestly, um, that's not false humility. Like literally I do the work that I can do in the spaces that I can. Um, and then I'm always made aware with, Oh, like, I think we hit a pain point where you go, Oh, I have more work to do. Mm. Yeah. I have, I thought I had crossed that one off the, I thought my bias was, mm-hmm. I thought I was doing well. And then you go, Oh, I feel uncomfortable in this space. Why do I feel uncomfortable in the space? Mm. Has nothing to do with them. It's my perception yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, so I'm grateful for your friendship. I'm grateful for this time to chat. 
I will have you on the podcast. We will set a time apart. Thank you for trying to find some headphones um, for us to have a conversation that's a bigger one around space making. But this was really just sort of a, a Band-Aid for we are triaging an emergency situation. Yeah. Um, so and I've got planes flying over me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's going on, but I am grateful that I could chat with you in this. And thank you for being the kind of friend that I could call and say, I don't know what to do. Do you mind hopping on? My pleasure, friend. My pleasure. Yeah. Friends, if you're listening to this and uh, there are lots of great voices to hear, but Lamont is a, a great voice to listen to. There are other voices as well that we will um, post. And I think that's always helpful just to figure out how you can uh, align yourself or at least learn from people who have done some work and we're never done there's always more work to do mm. if we're willing to do it thank you so much for engaging this conversation I am in no way an expert and so I just appreciate it when I'm able to provide a platform or give more of an amplification to voices that are doing really incredible work around this sort of stuff I hope that you uh, were able to get some ideas and even if it was just helpful to get some new questions to ask even. I also hope that you're taking care of yourself. This is a difficult time as we as a country um, and as really a globe, a global situation of pandemic and um, dealing with our own mental health and our own um, self-care and um, in the midst of it dealing with the pain of others. And so uh, hope you will check out this week's full episode that comes out on Tuesday and that you'll check out the new YouTube channel. This was not edited by Stephen Burnett, but the next one will be, I promise. And again, the song is It Can Be Done. And that track comes via Epidemic Sound.